Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Matthew Werwood. And my name is Dr. Cindy Burnett. This is the Fueling Creativity in Education podcast. On this podcast, we'll be talking about various creativity topics and how they relate to the field of education. We'll be talking with scholars, educators, and resident experts about their work, challenges they face, and exploring new perspectives of creativity. All with the goal to help fuel a more rich and informed discussion that provides teachers, administrators, and emerging scholars with the information they need to infuse creativity into teaching and learning. So let's begin. Hello and welcome to our final episode of our Listen and Learn series for winter 2024. And as a reminder, our Listen and Learn series is a collection of super short episodes of the Fueling Creativity in Education podcast that are designed to offer listeners kind of targeted learning events connected to the central theme of creativity. In each of these short episodes, we will share one or two sound bites from past guests and offer specific takeaways that we think are applicable to educators' professional growth. Now, this Listen and Learn series is dedicated to generative AI, which, as we know, became such a hot topic after ChatGPT's release in November 2022. And to make things interesting, at the end of each episode, Matt and I share a single letter. So please take note of the letter. And once you have listened to all six episodes, decode the word and send it to us at questions at fuelingcreativitypodcast.com to win a very special prize pack from Fueling Creativity and Education. And we may even invite you to be a special guest on the show. So today's AI theme is glimpses of the future, and it's a little bit different. We're not going to be showing a clip on this uh, episode. We're going to, be, going to be doing an activity, but before we do that activity, I'm going to invite Cindy to talk a little bit about the concept of glimpses of the future and how it connects to creativity. So Get Glimpses of the Future is one of the creative thinking skills that I use in my creativity skill set. And this skill emerged from the work of E. Paul Torrance, who was known as the father of creativity and education. So Get Glimpses of the Future is all about predicting, imagining, and exploring opportunities and situations that do not yet exist. So today, we're going to be getting glimpses of the generative AI future. And one of the things that I like about uh, the activity that we're going to share, I've, I've kind of been, you know, it's it's a little bit associated with being a futurist. And, you know, we had Brian Alexander on the show in the Listen and Learn series. I think we had a clip from Brian Alexander, who is a futurist. And one of the things that futurists do is they try and uh, map out and imagine future scenarios based on our existing knowledge of technology and uh, behaviors that exist in society. So, you know, on my LinkedIn page and on my website, wherewithclassroom.com, I've been playing around with this idea of AI scenario play quests, and they're kind of like a divergent and convergent thinking activity that challenges to get glimpses of the future. So what you have to do is you first have to imagine a current learning event, and, you know, and, and that might be something such as thinking about students in your class and how they generate questions in response to text or response to a video that they've watched, and that might be a learning event that you organize in the classroom. What you then have to do is think about an existing technology or potentially a future technology that is AI-based and think about how that tool in the future may enhance that learning event or potentially change that learning event. So Cindy and I have each thought of a learning event and thought about a potential 
AI tool that might enhance or change that learning event in the future. And as you play out the scenario, you get to think about the opportunities that may emerge, but also some of the challenges or unintended consequences that we would have to address if this were to happen. So Cindy, why don't you get started and tell us your scenario? Matt, I had so much fun coming up with potential scenarios that we might play around with. But the one I decided to focus on is a situation that happened with my son, who is in 10th grade. He's taking a course called AP Seminar. And in this course, he is put with three other students, and they have to look at a social justice question. And they have to generate a question about social justice that they're interested in. And what happened with my son and his three classmates was they couldn't get along. They couldn't come up with an idea that they all agreed on. So I thought it would be interesting if there was some sort of mediator AI, um, so, so something that maybe like a duck, so a physical duck that you put in the center of a group and you told your ideas and then this duck came back with potential ideas or questions to ask each member of the group to help them come to a consensus. So it's sort of like a little, you know, generative AI mediator that asked more questions that helped each student see things from different perspectives and help them come to a greater consensus so there wasn't this argument. Um, and then maybe showed the students exactly what each other could see and the benefits and the downsides, and then maybe help them come to a conclusion together. So that was my idea for a playscape. Oh, I absolutely love that, Cindy. Um, first of all, I thought it, it connects really well with our episode with Patricia Alavera, mm -hmm. um, who thought about the idea of these physical robots that exist inside the classroom. So you're talking about AI, but AI within the form of a physical robot that actually, I love the idea of it sitting in the middle, being this mediator. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that you're thinking about group dynamics, I mean, that's huge. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. we try and teach group dynamics, but I think everyone can relate to the challenges of groups, particularly when it comes to selecting one of the multiple ideas that's been generated by the group. Now, Cindy, one of the, the things that I like to promote with these AI scenario play quests is obviously there's some great opportunities with that. But what are some of the challenges that might exist that we might have to think about how we might overcome them as well in the future? So I think... One of the challenges that could come up is that we rely too much on the technology. So if we're in a scenario in which we're working in a group and we don't have the duck on hand, that we're, we're not playing to those principles. Um, but I wonder if the duck, to overcome that, I wonder if the duck could actually teach you strategies to help you and identify those strategies, especially in learning environments, so that you could take them into practice later on. Cindy, I really like that idea. And the reason why I really like it is because I've actually, you know, when, when I'm raising my three boys, I've thought a lot about conflict resolution. And, you know, th those kind of like social dynamics that exist in a group, I think they typically, for me at least, used to take place outside the home environment and sometimes outside the classroom environment where you're kind of like playing soccer on the field or you're, you're walking to and from school and you interact with a new group of people. And, you know, you're having to kind of like work through that conflict together. And, you know, in today's world, I sometimes wonder whether or not kids have a lot of opportunities for conflict resolution, because I think that's my, I don't want to go off on a tangent now, but, but that's, you know, looking at the interactions, if, if we're spending more time on some of these, these tools, these devices, you know, or we're a lot more in structured play with sports, 
you know, how many times do students actually or, or young kids get into situations where they have to resolve, you know, conflicts? Obviously, recess is important for that. Um, I certainly have seen it in some of the, see, I'm going off on a tangent now, but I, I've seen it some of the, the online gaming. It's one of the reasons why I, within limitations, I allow my middle son to actually go out and play with his friends on Roblox because I've actually heard them doing some conflict resolution. Mm. But to your point, I love the idea of having this tool assisting groups identify the best idea and being that mediator. But you are right, because if we become too dependent on that mediator, you know, what might the impact be on ability to, to even select ideas and resolve conflict within groups when we don't have that AI mediator around? So I think that's a really good challenge to think about. So thanks for sharing that. Do you want to bring more creative and critical thinking into your school? Look no further than our podcast sponsor, Curiosity to Create. Curiosity to Create is a nonprofit organization dedicated to engaging professional development for school districts and empowering educators through online courses and personal coaching. And if you're craving a community of creative educators who love new ideas, don't miss out on their creative thinking network. Get access to monthly webinars, creative lesson plans, and a supportive community all focused on fostering creativity in the classroom. To learn more, check out curiositytocreate.org or check out the links in the show notes for this episode. So Matt, let's hear yours. All right. So mine, you know, I, I, I mean, I've played a, a, on a few of these and I really wanted to think a little bit about an AI scenario that was really rooted in creativity, but also some of the things that we've covered on the show. You know, we've done a few episodes that I think center on the idea of kids designing solutions, whether it's in a project-based learning environment or utilizing some type of design thinking methodology. But then we've also done some episodes where you know, kids are interacting with problems outside of their immediate environment and even their country. So we, we, we've done some, some work around um, students traveling to different countries and learning about the culture and problems that exist in, in a, a, a society outside of their own. So thinking about that, thinking about project-based learning environments, I started to think about how language translation tools are, are evolving with generative AI. And, you know, you've got instant translation capabilities. I think most recently I just saw on LinkedIn, someone was sharing a, a video of how generative AI allows, immediately puts sound into um, sign, sign language. So it can immediately turn that oh. into, into a voice. And, you know, thinking about that, I suddenly found myself thinking about, wow, for the first time we may have children in the US, my home state of Connecticut, for example, that get to go and interact with maybe a school in Southern Italy, Mm. and the children are able to collaborate. It doesn't have to be in real time. We've got, you know, tools like Flip Video, for example, that yep. allow you to interact asynchronously. But the key point is with the instant translation capabilities, you know, you can ask questions of children about their space, about problems that exist in their environment. It could be how do you get to school? How do you um, go about sports? It could be a whole bunch of, of problems that exist in their immediate environment. But you get to you get to interact with people from other countries and the mm -hmm. barriers are significantly reduced because of these new tools. So I started to imagine the idea of Kids Helping Kids, which I know is the name of a charity in Connecticut, which I, I, I really love. But this idea of some project-based learning environments where kids are working with other kids to solve problems that exist in their space. 
I love that idea, Matt. And I, I, I'm curious, have you looked to see what's already out there that, that exists that's similar to this? So, I mean, really, I think, and I think that's part of the AI scenario play quest. There are certainly education projects, and we've had educational projects on the show that are doing similar things. Likewise, um, there are some really exciting uh, language translation tools that are existing. I mean, I, I wrote on a blog article recently that I think we're really close to the Universal Translator coming out. You mm -hmm. and I have, have both spoken about the fact that there's tools now that assist us, if we wanted to, in translating this entire episode into yep. another language. So, but I think that these tools still aren't readily available in, in a classroom environment yet. I don't know if I've seen any projects yet where they're really combining the two. But as I said, all you would probably need is something like Flip Video to suddenly incorporate some of these AI translation tools. And now you've got the platform that would actually facilitate that interaction. And I wonder if that's something we're going to see emerge much more so in 2024 than we have in the past. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I mean, that is definitely something that we could see emerge over the next couple of years. And I think it's really, really exciting. I think this could be such a gift for the world to be able to connect with students in other places and to see how they live and help them with problems that they face and talk to them about the similarities and differences that they have based on their own culture. I think it's very exciting. You know what though? I've just thought of an unintended consequence when we're talking. What does that do to world languages? Like the, the learning world languages, you know, like, Hmm, I need to take some time to think about that. But, um, Obviously, I think we'll still we... have world languages. I just think it's going to be easier to communicate with one another. No, as but it... I mean learning them. I mean learning them. Do right? we need like to learn the... them? Yeah. I mean, that raises a question. That is a good question. Do we want our children to learn another language? Is there Are there going to be great benefits to it? I would say yeah. yes. So, so that's my immediate thought as well. Yeah. I, I can think certainly about the benefits. And again, of course, can you imagine? Oh, wow. Can you imagine a situation where we have become dependent on these uh, translation tools mm -hmm. and then suddenly those translation tools stop. Mm. Wow, that would be a really big concern as well. <laughs> so Cindy, I think that concludes our Listen and Learn series, Winter 2024 edition. Um, next week we'll be um, providing our introduction to uh, season eight and then we'll be starting season eight as the new academic year for at least higher education begins. I know people in K through 12 have already begun the um, academic year in 2024. But before we do that, we have to give our final letter for our code word. Yes. And to remind our listeners in this Listen and Learn series, we are raffling away various prizes. So first, you need to make sure you listen to all six episodes and listen at the end for the specific letter, which will help you identify a code word. So we've given out all the letters except for one, which we will give you right now. And if you know what the code word is, you're going to email us at questions at fuelingcreativitypodcast.com along with the word and a few sentences of what you've learned from this Listen and Learn series. And we will be awarding those prizes at the end of January. So make sure you submit by January 31st. So Matt, are you ready to give us the next letter? I am. Are we ready? Yes. Drum roll. Sorry. I had an early drum roll there. It is T. Time. Tango. TikTok. Translation. Translation, let's end there. And 
that concludes this episode of the Healing Creativity and Education podcast. My name is Dr. Cindy Burnett. And my name is Dr. Matthew Warwood. This episode was produced by Matthew Warwood and Cindy Burnett. Our podcast sponsor is Curiosity to Create, and our editor is Sam Atkins.